No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David seeks to bless someone from the house of Saul and finds Mephibosheth, the son of his beloved friend Jonathan. It's a lesson in friendship. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Samuel chapter 9 on Simply the Bible. You know, one of life's greatest blessings is good friendship. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Today, we're going to see just a great illustration of that principle in the life of David as he sought to continue the friendship that he had had with Jonathan and even bringing that friendship to the next generation. We continue in 2 Samuel chapter 9. Now, David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel in Lodibar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel from Lodibar. David was now in the golden age of his kingdom. Everything was going well. God had given to him victory on every side and allowed David to subdue all his enemies. He was living in Jerusalem in his palace and everything was good. But now he remembered that he wanted to make good on his covenant with Jonathan. Jonathan, you recall, was such a great friend to David. And when Jonathan realized that God's hand was upon David to be king, Jonathan made a covenant with David to be his friend forever and to be by his side if he would have lived. Uh, Of course, he was killed in battle and that never uh, came to fruition. But the covenant that Jonathan made with David was that when David became king, David would treat Jonathan's descendants well. And now David, having become king, wanted to do that. Now, that was not normally the course of the way things went down. If there was a new king reigning who was not part of the family of the former administration, usually that new king would kill all of the descendants of the old administration so that there would be no threats to the throne. That was a common practice in those days. So Jonathan making this covenant with David was just really preserving his own posterity from David, you know, coming against them in some way because he felt threatened uh, by them. And so now David had never, of course, raised his hand against anybody in the house of Saul. Uh, He had kept that vow to Jonathan, but now he was seeking to go the extra mile. And that was to really bestow kindness upon somebody in the house of Saul. So David called Ziba, who had been Saul's 
servant and asked, is there anybody left that I can bless? And he said, there is one son of Jonathan. His name is Mephibosheth, and he um, is lame in both of his feet. Now, you recall that when Saul and Jonathan died in battle, that Mephibosheth, who was about five years old at the time, had a nurse. And that nurse grabbed Mephibosheth, seeking to take him to safety, fleeing from uh, where they were at, no doubt to, to protect him. And he fell, and when he fell, he became crippled in both his feet. From then on, he dwelt in the place called Lodibar, which is interesting. It actually means no pasture. It was a it was a land in Gilead, but really is figurative for just the place where he was at. It was a, a barren place and spoke of the barrenness of his life. So David sent for him. Verse 6. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. No doubt Mephibosheth probably thought, this is it. I'm finally done for. David's coming to get me so that you know, I'm not a threat to his kingdom. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here's your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, what is your servant? that you should look upon such a dead dog as I. You see, Mephibosheth must have been absolutely blown away. Number one, that he wasn't put to death. That was good enough. But, but then David said, listen, I'm going to give to you all of the land of your grandfather Saul for the sake of your father Jonathan. And not only that, but now you can eat at my royal table. In other words, David was really treating him like a son. He was adopting Mephibosheth just like his own son, who would now sit at his table. And Mephibosheth immediately recognized that he was not deserving of any of this. And that's why he said, why would you do this? Why would you look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You, therefore, and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Now, David also recognized that if he gave the land of Saul to Mephibosheth, you know, Mephibosheth couldn't work the land because he was crippled in both feet. So David gave to him Saul's servant Ziba and his family to work the land. This was yet another favor that David bestowed upon Mephibosheth. And Ziba, of course, didn't say no to the king and was willing to do what David said. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, 
and he was lame in both his feet. Now, there's just a beautiful story here, an allegory in this story, as we see Mephibosheth really under a sentence of death. And yet David, for the sake of Jonathan, his friend, went after him, sought after him, sought to do good to him. And in the same way, God the Father sought us. He, he went after us for the sake of his son, Jesus. Now, Mephibosheth was lame in both his feet. And if you think about it, really, we were lame. We couldn't walk in the ways of God. The Bible says that all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But God has placed the iniquity of us all upon his son, Jesus. And even after coming to faith in Christ, you know, I couldn't walk with God and and keep his commandments were it not for God's favor and his blessing through the Holy Spirit. And even then, I still fall short. So, you know, we're all lame. (laughs) And yet God has taken us to his table. He has treated us as a son. We are accepted in the beloved for the sake of Jesus Christ. And what a beautiful thing that is. And just as Mephibosheth, you know, he came thinking, "Uh uh-oh, I'm a dead dog now. You know, I think so many times we think that God is just after us to just let us have it. Instead, you know, David said, hey, Mephibosheth. And I think there was such a tender tone in his voice as he recognized this was the son of his dear friend, Jonathan, and he was going to bless him far beyond. He was going to give him an inheritance. He was going to enable him to eat at his own table. And, you know, it's interesting that when Mephibosheth would sit at the king's table, you know, David wouldn't see his crippled feet. I think that's interesting because when God looks at us, he doesn't see the fact that we are lame. He sees that we have been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus, and we are cleansed in his sight. God remembers our sins no more. He doesn't even see them because he sees us clothed in the righteousness of of Jesus Christ. It's just such a beautiful story. I also see in this just the beauty of friendship. You know, Jesus said to his disciples in John 15:15, 15, 15, "No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you." Who are we that the Lord should call us his friends? You know, we understand David had a friendship with Jonathan, but who is Mephibosheth that David should be his personal friend? And yet, that's the way David looked at it. And the Lord looks at us as his friends. Are we deserving of that? No. But God has done it for the sake of his son, Jesus, and Jesus gladly refers to us as his friends. One last thing. You know, Mephibosheth didn't have to accept any of this. He could have said, wait a minute, you know, you took over the kingdom from my grandfather Saul, and I'm not going to accept your generosity. I'm not going to accept your favor. And he could have just gone back to the place of no pasture and lived his life out there in barrenness. Instead, he accepted the grace of David, and he became as a son to David and ate at his table from then on out. You know what? That's what we do when we receive the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ by faith 
and we believe in him and are seated at his table. Just as David would say, you've prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so we have this beautiful privilege to sit at the table of Jesus Christ and to eat with him as his friend. Have you received that blessing? It's up to you. All you got to do is reach out and take it. Let's close in prayer today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your great love for us. We thank you that for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, you have taken a look at us. You have shown us favor. You've gone after us, Lord. Though we are dead dogs, Lord, though we were lame, yet you don't look at us that way. You look at us as those who can walk with you through our faith in Jesus Christ. And I pray for each person here today that would hear this message, Lord, that they would just reach out and accept what you have done for them, Lord, what you have done for all of us in seating us at your table, in calling us your children, and in giving us a great inheritance, making us co-heirs with Christ. Lord, all we have to do is believe that and accept your free gift. I pray that we would receive that today by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where David shows kindness to the king of Ammon, but the king responds by humiliating David's men. This is an act of war. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible.